Set summer in motion with the most electrifying Honda vehicles yet, like the CRV and Accord, with available hybrid powertrains designed to deliver more thrilling performance and more innovative tech. Summer's here. Make every adventure more electrifying with Honda. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get a 3.9% APR on a 2023 Honda Accord Hybrid or 2023 CRV Hybrid. Buy online, reserve from select dealers, or visit your local Honda dealer today. See dealer for financing details. Hello and welcome to Film Companion. You've tuned in to the latest film review with Anupama Chopra. To catch more of what we do, visit us on www.filmcompanion.in. An epic story with overwhelming machismo. That's the descriptor on the official trailer of Shootout at Wadala, a film Sanjay Gupta made in 2013. The one thing you can say about the director is that he's consistent. Eight years later, we're pretty much watching the same film. Once again, John Abraham, wearing tikka and coal, plays a dreaded Mumbai gangster. Here he's Amartya Rao instead of Manya Survey. And once again, Sanjay is fetishizing dons and guns. Every second shot is a slow motion ode to their daring, their outsized testosterone and their unstinted panache. With their tight shirts, bulging biceps and Ray-Ban glasses, these are criminals positioned as urban cowboys. To this reworking of his own material, Sanjay adds lensing choices and camera angles that echo Ram Gopal Varma. Old-fashioned swag and dialogue bazi that reminds you of Milan Luthria's Once Upon a Time in Mumbai. The presence of Imran Hashmi aids in that and a character modelled on Shiv Sena Supremo Bal Thakre. Bhau, played by Mahesh Manjrekar, is this powerful, divisive politician you've seen in umpteen films, including Mani Ratnam's Bombay and Varma's Sarkar. There's also the requisite Ganpati song and an item number by Yo-Yo Honey Singh, because how can you have a film about Mumbai gangsters without that? In short, the film is oxidised wine in a not-new bottle. Sanjay has described Mumbai Saga as his most ambitious film, but the ambition seems to be mostly expended on style and set pieces rather than a coherent narrative or layered characters. The film begins with a gruesome murder on the Mumbai streets in the mid-90s and then flashes back to the events that led to the rise of this lawlessness and of Amartya, who starts out as a lower middle-class man who quietly pays hafsa to the local goons. But when they mess with his younger brother, all hell breaks loose and he transforms without hesitation into a killer on a rampage. Suddenly, he's chopping limbs and breaking bones and no one in his family seems worried. His girlfriend, in fact, smiles appreciatively. The connective tissue between seeds is so thin that it feels like Sanjay, who also wrote the story, first decided on the scenes he was excited to create and then found a way to force fit them into a screenplay. There's an elaborate action sequence on an airstrip, another in a Mumbai Monday, and another in a bathroom in which Amartya goes up against his arch nemesis, encounter cop Vijay Savarkar, played by Hashmi. All of these are staged with precision, but Sanjay and Robin Bhatt, who co-wrote the screenplay, can't be bothered to connect the dots, or build tension, or give the sketchy characters depth. Motivation is too much to expect, but these guys don't even adhere to any internal logic. Pratik Babbar plays the Anil Kapoor from Parinda figure, Amartya's younger brother, a good guy who's inevitably sucked into the bloodshed. But he doesn't seem troubled by the turn of events and instantly becomes trigger happy. Sunil Shetty shows up as a Don who doles out timely advice while looking cool on a boat and then disappears. Gulshan Grover, playing a drug dealer, pops in whenever Amartya needs any help. There's a track about Bhau's identity politics. We see him delivering lines like, Marathi ko jo tokega, Marathi usko thokega. 
but we have little sense of how his fiery parochialism shapes the city. And the most bewildering is Vijay. In an interview, Imran described the character as a gangster in uniform. In one scene, we see Vijay speak proudly about the number of criminals he's murdered and his favorite place to kill them. But suddenly, in another scene, he turns heroic and gives his juniors a rousing speech on the khaki vardi and how they must honor it. The writing is a mess and the acting isn't much better. John rages and smashes bodies like he did in Satyamev Jayate. His physicality and presence fill up the frame. Sanjay showcases him like a mythical hero. Even when he's doing horrific things with a razor blade, we are meant to admire him. But to build a character, you need more than low angle shots and slow motion. The only actor who shows some spark is Amol Gupte, playing a gleeful gangster named Guy Tonde. This Guy Tonde isn't a patch on the one in Sacred Games, and the character seems like the underwritten cousin of Bhope Bhau, who Amol played in Vishal Bharadwaj's Kamine, but at least he's having fun. The rest of the men are either surly or smirking. They all work up a sweat trying to match John's muscles and his swag. Sunglasses play a prominent role in this creation of coolness. The lone woman in the frame, Kajal Agarwal, does painfully little. Mumbai Saga is apparently inspired by true events. I think there is a compelling story here of how the contours and the conscience of the city shifted in 1996 and what was lost when Bombay became Mumbai. But Sanjay isn't really interested in that. His aim is to glorify men and guns. But the tools in his arsenal, slick editing, green-toned filters, and the painfully loud sound design, <laughs> there isn't a car in this film that doesn't screech to a halt, are too limited to fill the hole that is the story. You can watch Mumbai Saga at a theatre near you. Don't forget to wear a mask. If you like what you just tuned into, then subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher and Radio Public. You can now also follow Film Companion on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube.